you do, everyone? And welcome to the NARSA Weekly Update for the week commencing Monday, June 21st, 2021. It's Gary Gillen here again, and I'm your host for this week's edition, and I hope everyone is doing fantastically well and enjoying the first official day of summer from wherever you are listening in the world. I also hope that all Rangers supporting dads out there had an amazing Father's Day yesterday and you were suitably spoiled by your loved ones or yourself at the very least. I know I was kind of spoiled by Leo, as spoiled as I can get by a 12-year-old who doesn't really care to spoil his dad on Father's Day. And I also trust that you are already planning around the Rangers fixtures for season 21-22 that were announced just last week as well. I don't know about you, but uh, the first scan of the fixtures is always for the Old Firm games. And then I look at the various calendar dates to see what's happening around the birthdays of people that I can see myself having a bit of a celebration with, like my girlfriend Erin or my family's birthdays over here. And then we can start to mentally plan for some of the parties or celebrations that are happening around those times. So looking forward to getting going on that. And on the Old Firm Games, kind of interesting to see that we do have a relatively early one on match day number four of this season uh, on the weekend of August 18th, which is actually just at the time of recording, just less than eight weeks away, which is kind of scary to think that in a few short weeks, the summer break will be over and we'll be back immersed in our beloved team's bid for our 56th championship. As much as I'm looking forward to that, I do, I thoroughly do enjoy that the break that the close season gives us away from the humdrum of the game stuff to give us a wee chance to recoup and rest a wee bit and get prepared on the other things that happen on the Narsa side here as well. So from a game segment perspective, now that we actually have fixtures to discuss, this section is no longer blank on my notes, which is great to see. And we do indeed kick off our season with a home game, which will also be a championship flag unfurling occasion for the first time in a decade as well. And that's on Saturday, July 31st at 8.30am Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, uh, another early one for us to start the season, which is a bit of a shame for us here in North America, but the excitement at that point will be absolutely fever pitch, I'm sure, and we'll all just be itching to get ourselves back into proper competitive action. So the alarm going off a wee bit earlier than normal probably isn't going to be a big deal at that point. I do understand also that, I mean, just in terms of you know, wondering where we're at in terms of the overall calendar of, of what happens when within the club. The players will actually be commencing pre-season training within the next 10 days or so. Yeah, 10 days or so. I mean, this is the 21st of June. So by the, the end of this month, very beginning of next month, um, the, the, the players will be back, which is a wee bit un unbelievable, considering that for me anyway, Trophy Day seems like just this past weekend or maybe the weekend before. And we have been entertained, obviously, by the Euro 2020 action this past wee while too. So, you know, very, very soon from a, an RTV perspective, we will be receiving some excellent coverage from our partners over at RTV on the all the excitement and the players returning to training and the general build-up to next season, which is all very, very exciting stuff as well. From an RTV perspective on the games front, we, I know I've said this for a few weeks now, but we are almost there now uh, for, for last season's payments and I really do hope that we will be in a position to wrap this up this week and get that completely done and dusted and get our partners 
paid for that as well. For some reason, uh, certain clubs in the Narsa family seem a wee bit less interested in paying their dues than I am in having them pay their dues as well. So it's an age-old thing of just trying to get money when we need it so that we can pay the bills when we need to. From a shout-outs perspective, I would like to do the first one from a personal perspective to my sister Debbie Carey and her husband Andy Carey on their 22nd wedding anniversary this past Friday there. We did get a chance to celebrate it kind of somewhat together downtown for the Scotland game that I had mentioned last week and then unfortunately, and this is just a complete fluke, I had to jet away just before the bill arrived because my parking was running out and honestly that is the reason that I had to leave folks <laughs> but Debbie and Andy happy anniversary congratulations again 22 years if you kind of turn that around about it's almost 55 which I think is poignant as well and next year's lunch is absolutely on me I promise and since I talked about Scotland last week on the shout out section I'll mention them again this week after their very creditable performance and, and result against England last Friday. I have to admit they played exceptionally well and really limited the English to half chances for the whole game. I did have my heart in my mouth a wee bit at the end with that goal mouth scramble that honestly just seemed to be a bit in super slow motion and, you know, and fully expecting some stupid English boot or toe to come out and prod the ball over the line but thankfully it didn't and the national team now have a point on the board and something to play for in the very last game against Croatia tomorrow on Tuesday. Now, all that's tempered with a wee bit of a reality check. We still haven't scored the goal. And that's a thing, but, you know, they are doing well overall. From a Rangers point of view, we didn't get to see Nathan Patterson in action, unfortunately. But what a game young Billy Gilmore had, turning in a manner of the match performance on his full international debut, only to be scuppered by covid in the preparations for the Croatia game as well. How unfortunate for for the, the young man himself and, of course, for, for the national team as well. I'm fairly certain he would have been starting that game as well. And I did read somewhere on social media last week, I can't remember exactly where it was, but Billy Gilmore now has received Man of the Match awards on his debut in the English Premiership, in the English League Cup, in the Champions League, and now at full international level as well. Incredible stats for, for this young guy. And all the more of a, of a proud moment for us Rangers fans with him coming through the youth ranks at Ibrox as well. So congratulations to everybody from the national team and let's see what happens tomorrow in the final group games. It's all very exciting, I know. From a convention perspective this week, um, the main update that we have this week is that we did indeed put our final 250-ish sale uh, tickets on sale this past Wednesday and they sold out within a minute. Yeah, within, <laughs> within a minute. And it's utterly unbelievable. And I know that I've, I've likely said unbelievable a whole bunch of times in, in relation to the interest in this particular convention event, but... I and the rest of the NASA executive continue to be genuinely blown away by, by the interest in, in this particular one. So so those tickets were gone instantaneously and, and it was it was an, an incredible achievement and feat to, to get it to that spot again. But what this did prompt from some, in inverted commas, bears across the world was a wee bit of a negative backlash online with words like joke and shambles pointed in Narsa's direction. And we had 
we had similar reaction after the first main tranche of tickets were sold out as well and I'd honestly like to try and understand this behaviour just a wee bit better so that I can manage my own reaction to this sort of stuff. <clears throat> I just don't understand how it can be a joke or a shambles when our event is so popular that it sells out in record time each and every time tickets go on sale. Where's the joke and the shambles and that? I don't see it. If I know personally that tickets are going on sale for an event that I want to go to, I take a note of the time of the sale, I log in, I make sure I have everything I need, I cross my fingers and on sale time, I try and get the tickets. I consistently refresh the page in the hope, and it is literal genuine hope, folks, that I'll be lucky enough to, to hit the refresh button at the right time and be put in the queue to get what I need. Sometimes I've been lucky, sometimes I've been unlucky. And but I've never what I've never ever thought about doing was going public with insults against Ticketmaster or the artists that I was trying to see or emailing or private messaging folks involved in organizing the event with an aggressive tone. Like call me naive, but I truly don't understand this sort of, of reaction and behavior. Disappointment, I understand that, of course I do. Disappointment turned into lashing out because you didn't get what you want. And sometimes it's not even the person that never got what they want, it's someone else who's not even involved in it that didn't get what they wanted. No way, like get a grip, everybody. It's just not the Rangers way, or in my opinion, it shouldn't be the Rangers way. And of course, to temper that, this is an absolute minuscule minority and, and mostly everyone who, who's been in touch either via social media or directly to me has been the embodiment of polite and courteous and, and we do really appreciate that genuinely and we do try and get back to, to everyone. Uh, I did have this wee rant actually set for, for a few weeks back uh, in a previous pod because um, it had already happened as I mentioned earlier there pre uh, previously but I removed it because I wanted this pod as I've always said to be positive or as positive as possible however this keyboard you know coward culture is is just plain ridiculous if you ask me and it should be called out and stamped out whenever it happens because it, it literally gets no one anywhere other than someone the opportunity to vent and another few people to jump on the bandwagon and say yeah I agree I agree so please bears Let's tone the negativity down. And, and also, if you see it, please feel free to shut it down on our behalf too. That would be very much appreciated as well. Anyway, rant over. Where does that leave us for now? Now, you know, because I can feel everybody urging me to get to the actual point. As I've said a number of times, we're going to move heaven and earth to try and get everybody who wants to be at the convention there. So the two main options, as I mentioned last week, still stand today. And number one is, you know, on our ability to seriously consider the mezzanine, which is just along from the celebrity ballroom, to be able to house another up to 500 bears on the Saturday night for the Grand, Ban Grand Banquet. Excuse me. Uh, we are going, uh, we actually, we did get Jimmy from the Las Vegas Loyal to, to go over and video the area properly for us. He managed to actually do that today and, and sent us over the videos this afternoon. So we now have a better, a much better idea of the vicinity, of how it would look and feel, of the noise transfer from the casino downstairs, of how the area could be blocked off, of some of the other event space around there, which right now is the Chris Angel Theatre. If he was having a show on that night, the, the, the queue when the doors haven't opened yet would encroach upon our area and stuff like that so so thanks a million to Jimmy from the Las Vegas Loyal for doing that for us today because we have a real genuine understanding now without doing a physical site inspection on our own of what it looks and feels like so that, that, that arms us with a bit more information to be able to make a more educated decision in the next wee while so we we have that 
and we will see. We will get together as a as an ARSA subcommittee and and decide what the next best thing is going to be. And as I've said before, the one thing that will absolutely not be happening is us just opting for the option of saying we know there's a huge demand out there. We're going to sell these additional tickets, you know, without truly genuinely knowing what the guest experience is going to be. That's just not happening. If we can't have the area configured and prepped in such a way that while being remote from the celebrity ballroom where the, the, the majority of the action is happening, that each and every bear sitting there feels that they're an integral part of the event happening, which is just about a 30 second walk away, we simply just won't do it. It's a, that's a fact. So our guest experience on every single occasion is at the top of our mind and, and certainly top of mind for every single decision we make in relation to all of our conventions. So, so please bear that in mind that we'll make the best decision we can for the experience of all guests that are going to be with us at the convention for next year. Sometimes we get it right, other times not so much, but it's certainly not for the want of trying to make sure that every single guest has the best time they possibly can. And the second option, as I also mentioned last week, is that the the restriction we have is only for the Saturday night, for the, the, the physical room configuration of the Celebrity Ballroom to make sure that we fit in, in tables of 12, the, the maximum amount of people necessary to be able to be comfortable, to be safe and, and to have a decent view of, of the action and access to bars and the, and the dance floor and the stage and stuff like that. So, you know, our second main option is to call the three night convention packages completely sold out and move on with the sale of Thursday and Friday night only packages. And as I mentioned again, you know, that we, we can fit up to 3,000 people in reception style, which is the setup for the Thursday and Friday. And I think based on the, the waiting list that we had before, I think that will be just enough for everyone who has expressed their interest formally to us to, to be able to come along and, and not have too many people disappointed. So we, as I mentioned earlier in relation to the video, we do still have to meet as a subcommittee to explore all options available to us and because I guess really truly there's a third option which would be a hybrid of both put the other ones on the mezzanine for sale making sure people know that they're not going to be physically in the main hall for the meal portion of the evening and then do the Thursday Friday night thing but that maybe just gets a wee bit more convoluted and you know now that we have a visualization of the area I think the decision is going to be a wee bit easier for us to to move forward with so once again thank you to Jimmy Denning from the Las Vegas Loyal for for kindly taking his time today to go to the hotel at Planet Hollywood and, and take the videos and give us a bit of a running commentary of that as well. So that in summary of that part of things, from a ticketing perspective, we're not done yet. We do have options and that's a great thing from our perspective. From a planning perspective of the actual events that are going to be happening, I mentioned last week that we were planning a planning meeting with the Las Vegas Loyal and I'm happy to say that took place last Wednesday night with Drew White and Jimmy Denning from the Las Vegas Loyal organising committee to basically start to lock in on their events and general logistics around the events that they have to manage as a local organising committee, which is the golf, the football, the, actually let me give them the proper title, the... Davy Cooper Memorial Golf Tournament and the Absent Friends Football Match and a fun Friday excursion for people that don't want to get involved in golf or football and entertainment during the event in, in the form of a DJ and a live band and then of course the big one, the Sunday Leaving Do and you know, I have to admit and, and this is 100% a me issue but every time I go into these initial meetings <clears throat> excuse me 
I'm always slightly wary of what sort of dynamic is, is going to, uh, that we're going to face. Um, you know, as essentially, these are folks that we are going to be joined at the hip with for the next at least 12 months. It's 12 months in, in the case of, of Jimmy and Drew, all, all the, although we have been chatting with them for quite some time. And I, like my job, my day job, my trade, if you like, is I manage projects for a living. So this is a necessary part of my trade, if I could call it that. But from a convention organising perspective, I've been involved with a whole spectrum of different dynamics, levels of commitment, understanding the organisation of the event, the spirit of the event, uh, you know, an innate ability to do what needs to be done, to want to do what needs to be done, you know, an intent to collaborate openly and, and uh, you know, with as much gusto as possible. You name it, I've been involved with most types and I have to say I'm delighted to tell you that in general the meeting went absolutely great and, and I left and I know that, that Billy and Brian from the NASA executive left knowing that the guys understand the massive lift that they have they have opted to undertake and they don't appear to be shaken or phased by the apparent enormity of it. In fact, quite the opposite. They they have a real can-do attitude and and I am really, really looking forward uh, to, to seeing how this permeates through the Las Vegas Loyal Club when we get a chance to meet with them as a bigger group and I, and I really just genuinely can't wait to work with them further as we move forward towards this event. It's really a really solid start, so... Thank you to Drew and Jimmy for their efforts uh, to date and of course to, to Billy and Brian for taking the time and, and walking and talking us through all of the things that we have to do. And uh, so yeah, great start. And what, what might have been missed in the ticketing messaging last week was that we did indeed put more hotel rooms out for booking as well. So my messaging at the time was if you haven't already booked and intend to stay at Planet Hollywood, please go to the link that, that accompanied the the podcast last week and get booking and I do have a bit of an exclusive near real-time update on where that landed as I received a pickup report from the hotel and um, probably it's just after six o'clock my time here probably about two, two, two hours ago three hours ago something like that um, and the hotel is sold out again <laughs> so the the Thursday Friday and Saturday nights have sold out again so as I mentioned before the, the rates won't last forever what we will do one more time is go back to the hotel and see where things sit we've actually oversold again um, and see whether they're interested in, in providing another modest increase to that and this I don't know if, if the, the increase will be required anymore or if it's dependent on whatever decision we make on additional tickets, which may result in an increase in demand for rooms, maybe, perhaps, I'm not exactly sure, or maybe everyone has already you know, paid for their hotel room or, or booked their hotel room, I should say, and then they're still waiting for tickets and if they don't get tickets, then that might actually affect the demand of people cancelling rooms. I'm not 100% sure just yet, but we will go back to see at the very least, whether another addendum to the contract in terms of hotel block is going to be required, and if that's well, it's obviously going to be required. But if that's something that they're going to they're going to entertain, or they're going to say, you know, we've done enough now, we need we need to stop. So we'll see. More information will be forthcoming as soon as as I have it. On the travel agent front, no more no more progress on that from what I told you last week. We are still looking at uh, options in that area and if we have anything to share, we'll definitely share that. I know that some people are booking travel. I know that some flights are already opened up and, and people are getting on with that. And if it's in the best interest of our 
of our guests from back home, then we'll, we'll certainly do that if we can. And one final plug from a convention perspective is the Frequently Asked Questions document that we discussed last week. It's on our website for any questions you have that you maybe just don't want to ask directly, go to the Frequently Asked Questions site first and see if the question is there. If it's not, then by all means, please do get in touch and we will do our best, our best to get you your answers as quickly as we can. And from another business perspective, you know, as I, as I mentioned up the, uh, at, the, at the beginning of the, of the pod this week, is we are still trying to wrap up our RTV payments and it's going slower than I would have liked, but this is, it's, it's great, you know, exposure and, and, and information for our new broadcast director, Alan McWatt, to look and say, I don't want to be in this position, this position next, next season. And so how do I structure things differently to avoid such a situation? Or if he's not thinking that yet, he will be after we chat this week because I want to set him and our member clubs and RTV and NARSA up for success and, and there is surely a much better way to do this or do things than we currently are right now. So that's the main beauty of these functional director roles that we have in place now in the NARSA executive. They each have their own remit to, to really go and see what the role is, look at process improvements and, and communication improvements and, and everything you know, that, that, that's within their portfolio because truly, honestly, we've been treading water on a, on a lot of, of a lot of important items over this past few years due to a variety of factors and the functional directors should definitely move us forward from here if we got off to a good start with each of them, which we fully intend to do. From a communications perspective this week, the first thing I wanted to mention was once again, the Rangers share issue. And, you know, I mentioned it first last week, I think. I actually maybe mentioned it first the week before as well. But the priority period that I talked about last week has now closed and the club have indeed offered or opened up the offering to the public earlier today. In fact, uh, earlier today being Monday, of course. And I said last week that my understanding was that in order for there to be a general sale upon conclusion of the priority period, that all shares would not have been secured during the priority period. And I know when I personally went through the, the, the process um, on the weekend there, it said I had until July 21st to finalise my profile information. They had asked for, you know, some supplementary identification, verification information and stuff like that. So I don't know if that's the same for everyone or if that's the case just for me because I'm overseas. I'm not 100% sure. The, the club did say that they had 4,000 folks registered for the priority period from 40 different countries so so perhaps it's just a carte blanche process that everyone has to follow but um, I'm not sure but maybe the club is hedging their bets and you know thinking that some people will naturally kind of fall out of the process during this next verification stage and they need others to backfill it to get to the the, the original target that was set out or as I mentioned last week they actually haven't sold out what they wanted to sell out either way there is a public sale going on right now if you can afford it and this is something that you want to do then have at it and i will include a link in our blog to the accompanying uh, article from this week's uh, website uh, from the rangers website from this week as well secondly the club in association with 
uh, Narsa Partners, Five Stars and obviously Club Associate Partners as well, have announced a Rangers Champions Trophy Tour. And what this is, is the opportunity, if you're in the UK only, I'm sorry, North American folks, but to get your photograph taken with the Scottish Premiership Trophy for the quite princely sum of £25 if you're a MyJers member or £35 if you're not. And these sessions are actually starting this week, uh, starting on Wednesday of this week in, in Belfast. And then next week, they're going to the most beautiful town in the UK, which is, as you'll probably know, Paisley. And then on to Ayr, and then a special visit to the Lewis and Harris uh, Rangers Supporters Club, then down to Falkirk, and then back to Glasgow. So the good news is, if you live back home in Scotland or Northern Ireland, you can get to go online and book your slot. And each slot that you book is good for two people to attend and get your chance to, to get the photograph with the trophy. And there are family slots for up to four people available too. So if you have a spare 25 or 35 pound and you have the time available in any of these locations over the next couple of weeks, then go for it and, and do that. I think it's a great idea and I'm sure it'll be a smash hit for the folks to get to see the trophy and all its glory and make your own personal little bit of history too. And I will put the link to the article for where you can get access to those bookings if you're into that sort of thing. And, and just one final plug for the Rangers Champions Wall that I've talked about over the last couple of weeks as well. It's this pictorial homage to, to Rangers fans in a mosaic style that will be forever commemorative of our world record 55th championship title. And I will put the link in there as well. You don't want to miss out on that um, just by it being a little bit too slow on the uptake. From an interview's perspective, we, we don't have any lined up. I, I put a bit of a teaser out last week saying that I'm hoping to, to get some good news um, in terms of maybe a series of interviews over the next wee while. I'm not 100% sure if that's going to come off or not, but certainly I hope now, trying to think of my week here, probably I'll have a chance to do an interview this week uh, with someone from, from Rangers and then we'll see what the rest of it looks like as we as we move forward over the next wee while but that will be my endeavour to get that one interview done and then absolutely definitely we are going to get on with some of the club interviews as well because I know there's lots of great guys out there and girls that are ready to tell us the story and in a very entertaining fashion and edutain us at the same time. So that's all for this week folks once again as I say every week thank you very very much for taking the time to listen and please do share it with whomever you think may enjoy it and until this time next week you take care of yourselves all the very very best cheerio